0: Back in the day, um, when Roma and I would close the bars down, we would come to this space when it was Ruby's Pizza, and it had a big tomato over the door, right? And we'd get our late-night pizza fix.
1: That was Matt Liam, owner of Roma's Ristorante Italiano. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco, In this podcast, Matt picks up where he left off in part one, with the story of how he involuntarily got into the recruitment business. He chronicles various jobs he had, including running his own recruitment firm in France. And then he tells us about coming back to California to take care of his ailing father down in Glendale. Matt moved back to SF after his dad passed away. A few years ago, he and his Italian chef boyfriend tried to buy a restaurant in the Castro, When that didn't work out, they found the spot where Roma's is today. Matt walks us through opening a business during the pandemic before reflecting on the future of his business and the city. Here's Matt.
0: He literally said, all right, then follow me. Put me in his car right then. This was, uh, we were in the East Bay at this point. um, And he drove me a couple miles from the office, handed me a yellow pad, pen some business cards without my name on them but the you know and some pamphlets and dropped me in the middle of a uh industrial park said get out knock on every single oh business God. door on your way back to the office i want the name of the person you talked to and their phone number Jeez. and that was one of the most fun days of my entire i was gonna career. guess
1: because I'm gonna just say that you're a people person. You like, <laughs> and that that might help you in
0: that endeavor. And I didn't. I I just didn't care. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knocked on doors and talked to people and say, hey, I work for this recording firm. Do you need any temp employees? You know, that was my shtick. Um, and um, one time I, I I knocked on a I knocked on a door and. and their offices were, were trailers, you know, and it was a, like a lumberyard. And, mm-hmm. and the woman says, oh, you're from Personnel Solutions? Wait here. And I'm like, oh, that's not good, probably. <laughs> the CEO will see you now. His trailer is, you know. Yeah. So I, I go into this trailer, and uh, first thing I notice are there's all these, there's all these framed pictures that of unusual angles of Crater Lake in the Sierras. Oh, yeah. Okay? And I grew up a Boy Scout. Every, every summer, we did a 60-mile John Muir trail hike for 10 days with our dads and all that. And, and so I recognized the lake. And so this guy sits me down and says, I hate your company. <laughs> all right, let me just start with that because sure. your guys just don't come back to work. Mm-hmm. They're, they're here for a couple of days, and then they don't come back. And mm-hmm. then I have to hire new people. And I you know I'm not happy with you. Right. And I said, okay, well first of all, um, this is my first day in this role. <laughs> so I wasn't your account manager then. right? And so I can't really speak to whoever that was that let you down. But I'll tell you that I'll do whatever I can to keep people at work for you. I mean, that's kind of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. And by the way, where did you get these pictures of Crater Lake? Ice broken. Yeah. He's like, nobody knows that's Crater Lake. How did you figure out that's Crater Lake? I'm like, oh, Boy Scout, I, you know, I, I camped around that whole lake yep. a few times. That's incredible. Oh my God, a half an hour of talking Sierras, Crater Lake, bonding, boom. Yeah. Huge order for like 10 temps. Yeah. Wow. And by the time I got back to the office, I walked in, everybody started clapping. They had already heard? Yeah, they'd already gotten calls. Like, oh, I just missed your guy. I need a couple attempts. Thanks for sending him over. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) All these orders for tip. (laughs) And and there's Mike Denning going, see. Wow.
1: (laughs) And so how Um, long did you do that? And so
0: I did that for um, um, about a year and a half until Manpower stole me away from them. Okay. And then um, uh, application resources, uh, high-tech recruiting stole me away from manpower and then I followed that boss to the um uh Trattner network <laughs> and I just my my career just kind of took off okay um because I was good I was good I mean and I and I liked what Did I you was like doing it? yeah that's the I always I always said I take people to lunch for a living yeah that, that's kind of the way I saw it Yeah, you know because I was on the client side mm-hmm. I, I wasn't doing the actual recruiting I was doing the selling um and then one day um, I was probably with the Trattner Network at this point. I drove by the Personnel Solutions offices out in the East Bay. I said, "Uh-huh. Oh, here we go. So I pulled in the parking lot, went up to the receptionist. Is Mike Denning in? And she says, yes, whom may I say is asking? I said, would you tell if Matt Liam needs to see him in the boardroom? <laughs> 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 and, and so a few minutes later, he through, he's like oh my god Matt Liam what are you doing here he said it's been like four years I said maybe five and I said I came back to say thank you you changed my entire life Totally. I just bought a house Wow and that's because you pushed me out of my comfort zone wow. into something that I absolutely you had to drag me kicking and screaming into mm-hmm. and I just I just wanted to say thank you. And this—he was a real hard-ass CEO. Sure. Boom. <laughs> cried. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. He's like nobody comes back to say thank you. I said, well, you can't say that anymore. <laughs>
1: <And>, yeah. <you're like, laughs>
0: and Matt Liam doesn't forget. And, and right. And and <laughs> I've got a long memory. So and we're still in touch. So you you bought a house here. That was my the condo in Petura Hill that, Okay. That I, that I bought. Yeah.
1: And that would have been
0: when? Um, I'm gonna go ninety. Mid nineties. Mid nineties. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and 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 so that was that that was one of the most memorable days also of my career was going back and saying thank you to Mike. That was right, I needed Mike to Dunning. do that, and you, and you made him cry. That's just sweeter.
1: <laughs> um, you mentioned before we were recording that you you spent some time here and then you left. Can we talk yeah, about so, that? Yeah. So so
0: I um I uh, was working for the. Uh, the Trattner network. I was running the San Francisco office. I had 11 employees under me. I was the number one salesperson in the company, averaging about $6 million in revenue, just myself, with my clients. And I went to, I went on vacation um, to Paris, France, where I had been before. Um, I went with a neighbor, Nicole, and we were gonna spend two weeks shopping. And I had this ridiculously huge budget for a new wardrobe and whatever else that i wanted it's a
1: good place to take a huge budget i hadn't
0: <laughs> been on vacation in some time right. and um her one request was mr workaholic you're not allowed to work mm. i said okay well. and the start of the second week that we were there we were in a cafe and i heard at the table next to us in s- some french and some broken english i didn't speak french but i could understand that they were talking recruiting mm. so i'm like excuse me nicole hi (laughs) (laughs) and i struck up a conversation with these people and um turns out that they did recruiting differently than i did and they said do us a favor come back to this restaurant tomorrow at noon we are going to bring our boss and you need to tell her this like the french
1: version of the letter Uh, right i mean
0: and um... boom i was there and with a very pissed off nicole uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one thing you weren't allowed and, to and, do and, 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 and here comes the boss And I do my macho kind of a thing And she says, would you mind coming back To our office with me right now Because I need to introduce you to some people And so in the afternoons Of my second week of vacation I spent in these offices in, At Altran, which at the time Was the largest recruiting firm In Europe And they were talking to me about starting Their hourly consulting division mm. For them and the night before I was to go back to San Francisco, um, get a call at my hotel, the executive vice president would like to meet with you at 9 p.m. tonight. Jesus. I said, do you realize I'm going back to San Francisco tomorrow? And they said, yeah, that's why we want to meet with you tonight. Yeah. And he proceeds to offer me a job. Okay. I mean, the whole bit, apartment, French tutor, Relocation, car, and just teach us this hourly consulting business that we don't do because we're very interested. And I said, that's a really great offer, and I can't believe you're making it, but I can't accept. Hmm. And the guy gets pissed off at me. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean you can't accept? You've been selling this idea all over this company. I said, no, you probably didn't hear that I met some of your employees in a restaurant? Right. And they've just been really kind about inviting me here every day. I'm not trying to get a job. I have a job in San Francisco. Yeah. He's like, well, it's a great job. Why won't you take it? I said, because I had a talk with myself last year and the next person that I work for is going to be myself. So thank you very much. I really appreciate all the info that I've gotten over the past week. I think I'll stay here and start my own recruiting firm. Oh. Okay. And I put Nicole home alone on the plane the next day and stayed and started a French company. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Wow. And I didn't go home for another three months. And I telecommuted my job with the Trattner Network from Paris without telling my clients I was in Paris. Yes. And then once a month, I would come here and I had my place in, in Pretoria Hill and I would do all my client visits over about four days and go back to France.
1: So you lived in both for a little... I did, yeah. yeah. For, and, for how
0: long? Um, that all lasted about six years. Wow, that's not The short. problem was I never actually slept because... <laughs> 6 p.m. in Paris is 9 a.m. in San Francisco. Right. So at 6 p.m., I would start my San Francisco job, do that until about 3 or 4 in the morning, sleep for 4 hours, and get up and start doing my Paris job.
1: Um, Can we hear, uh, because you mentioned it again before we started, and it's integral, I think, to what we will talk about, is uh, when and where and how you met Sister Roma. Yeah. So let's, um, let's foray. Into this was that. this
0: was okay. Let's go back to 86, 87. Okay. Um, I'm fairly new to um, the the city, and uh, I was at the stud. All mm-hmm. right. And the stud. saw a cute guy, not Michael Williams, mm-hmm. aka Sister Roma. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, met him. We hit it off. We decided we were going to go somewhere else, and he said, "Well, let me just. I'm here from." out of town and I'm staying with my friend over there so let, let me just go yeah. so we walked over and 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 here's Roma before she was Roma mm-hmm. and, um Michael and and Ed says uh Michael this is Matt Matt this is my friend Michael and Roma gives me one of these up and down and elevator up. yeah
1: and she looks Stuck at him elevator. and says
0: I approve oh <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and and the Ed thing didn't last long, but the but the Matt and Roma show continues to this day. Awesome. Yeah. So it's it's been you know, he's it's it's one of these relationships that we actually just verbalized this recently. We've never had an argument. Hmm. In thirty five years.
1: You've never been roommates, in other words. We've never been roommates. That's that's fine. Um, but Word. we've
0: never yeah, we've never fought. Um, and, and, and it's kind of a nice thing to know about yourself. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But, um, yeah, so uh, so then I was, I was sitting right next to Michael when we met our first ever Sister of Perpetual Indulgence.
1: Oh, um, wow, you were there. We were at the Midnight Sun. So, in a sense, you, are, you have already been on our podcast because she shared that story. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. You were there. Sister the Luscious Lashes came yes. and sat down and we're like, who and what are you? Right. And she told the sister story, and, and Michael was just all in. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And I've watched his journey ever since. Nice. Her journey. Sorry, honey. Her. No. Um, and, like, what a journey. Yeah. Um, and fact, amazing. I mean, I'm, I, I couldn't be more proud of a friend who has done more good for the world than sister Roma has. Absolutely. I mean, just... Unbelievable! I'm a saint in the order. Oh, good. Because I used to, I used to help with all of their their, the Folsom Street Fair. You know, I I was the guy dressed as a priest in the dunk tank. Yes. (laughs) In the freezing cold water dunk tank. Yes. Um, And yeah, I was I was very active with them, um, and just supporting them uh, while maintaining my day job.
1: Okay, that's great background. So now um, I guess let's get you back to San Francisco.
0: From, fully from
1: France sure okay so and, I, and to so, the point of where however this yes yeah, so so
0: is. so I was in I, I was in I was in I lived in Paris for a total of 11 years wow. um, um, my uh, my father my mom passed away in 2005 my father developed Alzheimer's not very long after my mom passed away and we were trying to keep him living at home and and so i was back and forth and back and forth a lot um uh trying to make him he, he wouldn't accept any at-home care hmm. and so i was commuting from paris two weeks at a time to LA. um to la wow. and then a week back in paris when my sister from bellingham washington would fly in for that week that i was back home in paris and then we'd swap out again and this wow. went on for months and months and eventually, I just I moved back to moved back to Glendale and into my childhood home. Oh wow. Um, uh, by then, my dad was actually in an assisted living situation, um, but somebody needed to manage his care. My sister was his durable power of medical, but she lived in Bellingham, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and I um, was married um, to my partner at the time, and so we moved. Together from Paris, I had to go all the way to Paris to meet a, meet a nice boy from North Carolina, and um, and so yeah, so I moved back I moved back to Glendale on, on to my childhood street, and my childhood home, um, and then my dad passed away uh, uh, five years ago. I'm sorry, and and Ned and I split up, and almost four years ago I moved back to San Francisco. What was Complete that Complete the circle. What, what No brainer. Same. Same. Same gotta get bu- i got to get home. Yeah. I, I, I literally have wanted to move back here ever since I left here. Can you... I love the city.
1: H- uh, how many years had, was that first stint here? How, how long did that last?
0: 20? About 20. 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A- including some of the commuting between Paris and San Francisco. Right. right. Um, yeah. About, about 20. Okay. So you're back
1: in the city. I mean, it, what were your thoughts on... The city at that point, like how had it changed?
0: Well, I'd been coming back enough that I'd watched it change. Ah, okay. So I wasn't like this big shock, you know. I but mean, you mean, I, were watching the, I had, the pot boil. I had, I, I had maintained my full social circle okay. here, okay. Um, as I have done my whole life apparently. <laughs> and, they, and most of them, or whatever, had stayed. Yes. Okay. Well, you're back, and, and, and so I'm back, there. and I'm still doing the recruiting um, business. Um I, I, I met an Italian chef who worked at a restaurant in the Castro and we became engaged and we decided um to buy that particular restaurant in the Castro because the hmm. owner offered it to us. Okay. And said I said, I don't know anything about restaurants except from the customer side and he said, Great. That's something. He's the chef, you're yep. the business guy. Hmm. You guys can make this happen. Mm-hmm. And we spent about a year trying to buy that place and it eventually did not work out. Mm-hmm. And so we went in search of another place. And here we are.
1: This would have been a couple of years ago then? Um,
0: I, I um, closed escrow on the previous restaurant in this space on March 16th, 2020. Oh, the same day that they shut all the restaurants. I've, I've heard of that date. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I had started buying this place in 2019 pre pandemic. Okay when everybody was still at work. And Salesforce Tower, five blocks away, was full. And the ballpark was full. And Moscone Center, two blocks away, was full. And then they weren't. So it's been um, a journey.
1: And besides restaurant, which I'm assuming the space was already set up for. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. What did this used to
0: be? It used to um, to be La Brichola, an Italian restaurant. Right, okay. And then back in the day... um, When Roma and I would close the bars down, we would come to this space when it was Ruby's Pizza and it had a big tomato over the door, right? And we'd get our late night pizza fix. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So So when did,
1: um, obviously the idea was to do an Italian restaurant. When did the idea for the grocery section so
0: So um, I got the keys the same day that I couldn't operate my new restaurant. Um, uh, uh, The chef and I had broken up um, and and so I uh, I was literally left with a business I couldn't run and no staff no nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the city said July maybe. We'll, oh, I we'll, remember that. We'll, we'll open you know we'll open it back up maybe yeah. in July. So I had the floors redone. I got the place painted. I did the improvements that I wanted to do. You know worked with my landlords on deferred rents um, and they're fantastic people by the way. Oh unbelievably great um and then on july 6th the city said oh no just kidding just kidding yeah and it was literally on july 6th i um, had a really good cry and when i was done with that i said screw it i'm going to open up a gourmet italian grocery store i grew up in the grocery industry working for Mm -hmm. my dad that's not a stretch for me Mm -hmm. And I sat down and I did a Facebook post. I didn't call one person. I didn't do any investigating. I said, I'm gonna open a gourmet grocery store. <laughs> and then I was needing to come up with a name for it. You didn't have the Roman name yet. No. For any of this. Okay, okay. No, um, and and so I, I said, well, cause we were gonna call it, what's his name's last name. And so um, <laughs> I, I said, that's not gonna work. And so I, I said, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep it Italian, you know, Rome is one of my favorite cities in the world. So Roma is Italian for Rome. And I'm like, well, Roma. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I know a Roma. And so I text her, I said, Can I name my restaurant after you? <laughs> was it like, emojis? She's like, shut like, what... up. <laughs> yeah, I'm what like, was so no, bad. I'm not I'm not kidding. Yeah. And she just immediately said yes. Yeah. Because she trusted me not to mess with her name or reputation. And she trusted me as a businessman that like, she has said all through this project, if anybody's gonna make this happen, it's gonna be you.
1: And did y'all ever, the two of you, ever talk about her involvement? Cause like, to the extent that I knew about this place, it was all through Sister Roma. Like, Sister Roma has been uh, there. The very, voice.
0: yeah, very, <laughs> very public, present. Public-facing. Very, very present. Um, at first it was just, can I use your name? Right. But but as as this project unfolded, like, for instance, that day when I asked her if I could name the restaurant Roma's she went on Facebook and announced that to the world and I got about 300 friend requests (laughs) I'm not kidding yeah yeah and that's when these amazing floodgates opened Hmm. in the community Mm -hmm. and people were reaching out to me do you need any branding help do you need help setting up this grocery in fact Mark Palladini who's a a chef um, reached out to me. I'd never met the man. I didn't know who he was. He said, my family owns Ital Foods. It's the biggest Italian importer in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I used to work for them. I don't now, but I'd be happy to come by the space and sit down with our catalog and go through it with you. And he came and spent eight hours with a complete stranger for free. Yeah. And my friend Claudia took over my social media. My friend Diane did work with Mark Palladini to set up the grocery. Um, uh, my friend Raymond does my website, all these people for no pay, right I'm Laura Polly, who is a sommelier and has her own company, Kachina Testorosa, um, and is a chef, is my wine director. And, and I've never felt more loved than when I needed people the most, right. And I didn't ask one of them for help.
1: That's amazing. They offered it.
0: These are the pandemic stories. I, like, yeah. I, I try to
1: focus on. Oh, my gosh. The I mean, people coming together. Really?
0: Uh, and, I'm, and I know I'm, I'm forgetting some people probably, and I'm sorry, but everybody who's just been so amazing. The broker that I used to to do the deal on the previous restaurant, Rin Longmade, she's a chef. She's oh. had her own restaurant. She was Don Johnson's private <laughs> chef when he lived in San Francisco. Yes. And now she only okay. sells restaurants. Okay. And I found her through sort of happenstance. And then when... Um, the the previous chef guy and I broke up. She said, "You're gonna need some help," and I said, "Yeah, you're probably right." And she introduced me to the guys that own Twenty Five Lusk, mm-hmm. Matthew Dolan and, and Chad Bourdain, mm-hmm. and and a and a business partner of them. They have a consulting gig on the side helping people set up their restaurant. Awesome. And they're like brothers to me now. Yeah. I mean, literally. Uh, in fact, Matthew just texted me before you showed up saying, hey, I'm just going to drop by and say hi. And I'm like, oh, bad timing. So, you know, it's just things like that that have just blown my mind. And then as we as we opened up... Um, when was that, by the way, that you, that? That you opened? Okay, so, so on, on, on July 6th, I decided on the grocery. And three weeks later, on August 1st, we had a grand opening. Okay. And all of this had happened in those three weeks. It became quickly apparent that all the people all over the world that I know wanted to be a part of this. And so I started, you know, I needed to raise money. So I started selling uh, gift certificates. Mm-hmm. People in France were buying gift certificates to Ramos. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and 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 things like that. And then all of a sudden it's Thanksgiving and we decided that we're gonna sell meal kits think, because we didn't have any indoor dining. So it was a partially prepared dinner for two that you take home and finish heating up and all you know, that kind of stuff. I sold more dinner kits to people who said, please give this to somebody in need, mm. than I sold that came up and picked them and took them home for themselves. Wow. So on Thanksgiving night, I delivered about 25 meals to really needy immigrant families awesome. um, from Candlestick Park to South San Francisco, to, um, Treasure Island. Beautiful. And, um, at one point somebody put on next door that I was doing this and the charity group called Family Mosaic reached out to me and said, we have immigrant families in need and it looks like you have dinners. And I said, let's do this. Awesome. Yeah. And then we did the same thing at Christmas and the same thing at New Year's and Again, just humbling. Yeah, you know, to have people go so out, and these are full price milk. All of the community outreach we do, I'm not out anything. I'm, you know, it's people supporting me. Mm -hmm. And and then Roma and I decided we would start doing Roma Drag deliveries on Wednesdays. There you go. And and it was it was just a fun thing. People for 100 bucks, you order the food roma is in full regalia and matt and we show up at your house and it's all fun and it's pandemic you know uh, you know uh, masks and distance yes and distance but kind of hilarity yes um and then people started buying meals for us to deliver to hospitals yes or fire stations and we've we've taken we've taken 22 meals to Matri AIDS hospice. We um, oh. a couple times out to um, uh, Kaiser Hospital, um, and people just step up and they say, "Here's the money. Pick a charity, and put it on Facebook." You know, and it's just—it's really been amazing. Before
1: we move on to the last thing, can you just let listeners know, um, you know, how to find
0: the menu, your hours, how they—Yeah, um, the so our website is that's... is sfromas.com, S as in Sam, F as in Frank. romas.com. Um, we are currently open uh, Wednesday through Sunday, uh, noon till eight p.m. Um, uh, we've got a Facebook, very active Facebook page, um, uh, and you can you can usually check my or Romas pages for updates on the restaurant. Um,
1: I saw the tables out front. Are you doing any? We, we've got outdoor idea? and
0: indoor. We okay. we. Um, We haven't ramped up to the full 50% indoor yet, because we have yet to actually sell out, Mm -hmm. except for my birthday on March 5th. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, so we're, everything is extra COVID spaced Mm -hmm. in here. It's more than six feet apart. Um, The two bay windows are, you're surrounded on three sides by either glass or wall with a a window up above for ventilation, so they're incredibly COVID friendly. Um, And um, and it's, uh, it's 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 uh, interesting because there aren't a lot of restaurants that are even offering indoor dining yet. Mm-hmm. I um, noticed. And some of my restaurant friends, like less, the Twenty Five less guys, they're not open at all yet. Yeah. So you know, it's I have a grocery that I need to run, so I I can't not be open. You Is know? the
1: grocery Wednesday through Sundays as yeah. well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So
0: so Wednesday through Sunday, noon till eight. Grocery full, restaurant indoor, outdoor, and takeout. And we're on Grubhub, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Okay. And the delivery is, is kind of its own thing. The delivery is a special Matt and Roma kind of thing but that people have could, to sign up
1: for. And folks can find, find out about it that on your... Yeah, on our, um, on our
0: website. Okay. Or on our Facebook page. social media. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. Our theme this year, for, for this, this, year, this season, um, for what Michelle and I are doing, our theme is We're Still Here. And it speaks to you know, what this city's been through, what families have been through, with the pandemic, with social justice mm-hmm. uprising, um, uh, what are your sort of, I guess, hopes for what comes next in San Francisco?
0: That's an interesting question because I've been living this sort of day-to-day existence, right. you know, and and um, uh, as much as I try to have like a, a three- and six-month vision for myself. I haven't thought of where is all this going to be in five years. Um, in five years, Roma's is going to be the it place, okay. um, especially for the LGBTQ community. Okay. Because the, um, I was naming the restaurant after my best friend. I hadn't realized that we would harness the attention right. of the gay community the way that we have, and that's just icing, you know. Oh. And and I'm just so grateful. I would, you know, like you said, your your theme is we're still here. I'm surprised I'm still here. And the reason I am is because of my friends, and my social network, and the community support that that I've received and that I will be eternally grateful for. And that I'm glad that I can give back in terms of food. You know, we were. We were interviewed by um, David Landis uh, recently. He came and reviewed our food and went nuts over it. Okay. And the, the quote that he put at the top of the article uh, was from Roma. It says, "When you love someone, you feed them." Mm-hmm. And that's very true. You know. So. <sighs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I get to challenge, uh, channel my dad. Right. Every day. Right. And that's really cool. I've got his office door sitting there right in this space and so it's um um nothing is what i expected right when i started this nothing absolutely nothing um and and i find it a lot easier to laugh than cry so i tend to have a rather rosy outlook on things especially the restaurant and and you know, I'll I'll put an innocuous post up on Facebook and I'll have 300 likes and people saying, you inspire me, wow. you know, and, uh, and it's, it's still surprising. And like I said, it's very, very humbling. So you'd say you have high hopes for San Francisco. I have very high hopes for San Francisco. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to come out of this. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt. It's going to be a changed city. It's going to be a changed experience. Um, um, but we'll adapt, like we always have. You know, the ballpark will be open again. Moscone is going to be open again. Eventually, Salesforce is, Salesforce is going to send their people back to work in 2022, apparently. Right. <laughs> but, um, but no, no, no. This is this is going to happen. I, I will still be here in five years in this space.
1: That was Matt Liam. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, get to know Marcia Galliardi of Table Hopper and My Milligram. The podcast drops next Tuesday. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 150 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, subscribe, rate, and review our show so we can reach even more folks. And if you'd like to drop us an old-fashioned email, we'd love that. The address is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay healthy. And we'll see you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn
0: more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.